Morning. Good to be with you today. Is, am I? I'm good. Okay. Y'all good? Praise the Lord. Um, thankful for the opportunity to get to continue to minister to you. Just hopefully uh, today would be. Uh, we'll finish up. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, uh, I'm not knocking anybody, but Christians. And especially what we call evangelical Christians, people like us and spirit filled Christians, especially they'll say anything. Oh, well. They'll believe anything. <laughs> Come on. They will. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, there's churches I could go to. I could say the most and I, I don't do this, but I could go say the most outlandish off the wall stuff. They would think it's the greatest thing they ever heard. Yeah. 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 They're like uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin used to use this illustration. Talking about some people, he said, I saw a, a group of baby birds. And uh, they were so young that their eyes were not yet open, but their mouth was wide open because their mom would feed them right. through their mouth, you know. And he said, that reminded me a lot of, a lot of, like a lot of Christians. Instead of having their mouth shut and their eyes open. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> they got their mouth wide open. They'll swallow anything you put in there and their eyes are shut, not paying any attention. And that's just a pattern I've seen over really, I mean, I, I hate to say one of the most gullible people groups I've ever seen is the body of Christ. And uh, I wish I could say it's getting better, but everybody hadn't heard my teaching yet. What can I tell you, you know? <laughs> but it, I said that to say it matters what we believe. And there are things in the word like what we've been preaching on, what I'm going to get back to today that really are a thrill. Yes. And really some of them are, in, in one sense, a little bit out there. Meaning they're not just normal. They're not just natural things. I mean, you think about what we believe. We, we, we believe that you can yield to the Holy Spirit and speak words that you don't know. We call it talking in tongues or speaking in tongues. And that you're communicating with God and actually speaking things that can change things. Right. Yeah. Right. You understand to the natural mind, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. But it's in the Bible. Right. Yeah. Right. Not only is it in the Bible, we've proven it out yes. over the, over the series. We've seen miraculous things happen that we can trace back to times that we spent doing exactly that. Yes. So just because something is supernatural or beyond the natural, that's what supernatural means, above or beyond the natural, mm -hmm. all that, and it might not make sense, all it means is it doesn't make sense to the mental realm, right. to your understanding. Right. It doesn't mean it's wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. Like I said, there's plenty that Christians believe that is wrong. Because yes. they didn't check it out, but... I didn't write this, but I am commissioned to preach it. Yes. And we're commissioned to preach it in uh, carefully and in a studied manner rather than in a haphazard manner. You know, you can make this book say anything you want it to, to say. You can make the Bible say anything you want it to say. You could pick stuff out and invent anything you want to invent. Just pick out a little bit here, pick out a little bit there and have your way. But that's not what we're to do. No. So, having said all that, turn to the 8th chapter of Deuteronomy, this one more time here. And we're going we're gonna to say what the God says, not just in one place, but over and over throughout the Word of God. Right. Hallelujah. Yes. Hope you're glad you're here this morning. Um, when I'm not here, of course, I was gone last week, ministered in the hot state of Texas. And it was hot, but uh, we survived and had some great meetings. But I'll tell you, one of the first things I did was I listened to this service as soon as I had the opportunity. Uh, and I do that usually through the podcast. And man, it was good. Y'all had a good one last week. Yes, it was. In the eighth chapter of Deuteronomy, I'm not going to read the whole passage because you know what happens when I do. So I'm just going to read this 17th uh, 17th and 18th verses, okay, if we can do that. Yep. 
where the Lord is saying this, Beware, lest you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. In other words, he's saying when, when blessing comes, obviously your hand was involved. There's not a lot that happens that, that God does in our lives apart from us. You understand? And so, yes, you were involved, but you weren't the source. Huh? You might say, well, I went to college and learned this. How? How? You understand? Without God's help in your life, you'd be dumb as dirt. Come on now. I'd be dumb as dirt without God's help. I, I remember a time when I tried to do things without God's help. I couldn't get... I, it, I just couldn't get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'd get assignments in school. I'd say, that doesn't seem hard. That doesn't seem difficult. And it wasn't in the sense that I had, I, I was what you'd call bright in school. But I just couldn't, I just couldn't seem to get it turned in. I just couldn't seem to get it done. Just couldn't seem to make it happen. And then I come to Jesus and get his help. All of a sudden, I'm able to do what I couldn't do before. You know, if God wanted to, and, and if, if you're not sure how much of God's help you need, ask him some time to remove some of his grace for your life. And uh, just see what it's like for a little bit. <laughs> I have had it happen. I, have, I know exactly what it's like. Stuff I, stuff I used to excel at, but I couldn't even do it. And uh, so, so beware. When you have success, it's not you as, as you're not your source, right? right? Mm -hmm. You're not the one who gives you grace. God gives you grace. But this verse eight, this 18th verse says, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Christians will say a lot, especially prosperity-believing Christians. They'll say a lot about blessing. They'll say a lot of stuff. Are you saying what God's saying? Right, right, right. God, uh, this is not just a church doctrine. Come on. This is a Bible truth. And it's not just a matter of, it's not just something frivolous. It's not just something to make us happy because everybody would like a few more dollars in your account. And it's not something that is to inspire greed no. in your life. Are you helping? Are you with me today? It's not something that's that, I'll just say it this way. If you follow God into prosperity, you will not be a person of greed. Right. That's right. If you follow God. If you follow God. If you follow God. You will not walk in greed. You will not walk in covetousness. You're... Uh, you're the focus of your life will not be stuff and things right. if you follow God into prosperity. Right. Amen. It's not about greed. It's about God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But you shall remember the Lord your God and remember this aspect of Him that it's God's will and desire for you that you prosper and that you increase. And then, uh, especially focusing on the last part of this verse, it says that he may confirm his covenant. We talked about the fact that ultimately Jesus was the one who established the covenant that we're in. And how did he establish it? How did, how did we get to be in the New Testament, in the New Covenant? It happened by his blood. Yes. It happened by his death. He, yes. he died for us. Yes. He died for our sin. Right. But he also died for... He suffered the curse of sickness. Aren't yes, you happy about yes, that? Yes. And he also died to provide. Yes. I can't change it. You, can ch you can't change it. We can ignore it. We can pretend it's not there. We can pretend it didn't happen. But how dishonoring to the Lord if he died not just to save from sin, but if he did die to secure provision for our lives, how dishonoring is it to remove that part of our redemption. Amen. So we're going to, we're uh, honorable, being honorable to the Lord by remembering what he told us to remember. 
And he said, I, I give you power to get wealth that, that, I may con that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. We said that the fathers he's talking about here to Israel, that would have been Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and so on. And then uh, that phrase, as it is this day. Remember last time we were here, we, we answered the question, is, is what was true for that day still true for our day? And if you just real quick turn to Galatians chapter 3, we'll once again real briefly remind you of these things. Hallelujah. Third chapter of Galatians. Is Galatians in the New Testament or is that in the Old Testament? Galatians is in the New Testament, absolutely. The um, Abraham is where, when it talked about our fathers, Abraham is, is where this all started. Abraham, form, his former name was Abram. He walked with God. God blessed him. God said, I'm going to increase you mightily. I'm going to make a great nation out of you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And he talked about ex multiplying him in an exceeding way. And then over here in Galatians 3, we see about three or four different verses that connect us in the New Testament through Christ to Abraham. What did God say to Abraham? In you, in you, in other words, in your loins, through, through your seed, all nations of the earth will be blessed. And then through, you might, see, because you might not be, from the physical standpoint, you might not be in Abraham's line. Understand that. Right? Now, I was raised Jewish, and of course, everybody, when I came to Christ, uh, people thought it was the coolest thing. Uh, because, hey, oh, you're Jewish. They said, well, you're so blessed because you're Abraham's seed. Well, they're talking about from the natural standpoint. Right, right. And from the natural standpoint, I suppose, of course, we're all mixed, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I think from the natural standpoint, yeah, you could go back and say, I'm, I'm Abraham's. I came from one of those tribes. Right, right. People, I, I, was, doing, I was teaching in a Bible school one time, uh, not the one in California, another one. And uh, one of the people at, raised, raised their hand and asked me a question because I was taking questions, and uh, they knew I was, in fact, the whole, the whole session was just a question answering session, so they got to prepare their question, and uh, uh, you know, of all that maybe I've studied and know, and you could ask me one question, the one person thought that the best question they should ask was, what tribe are you from? <laughs> and that was a really quick answer. Oh, yeah. I don't know, and I don't care. Because it doesn't matter. It wouldn't make the it wouldn't make the foggiest difference. Yep. I'm fr I'm from I'm a new creature in Christ. That's right. what tribe I'm from. Right. Right. But anyhow, back back to business here. Uh, verse seven says, "Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham." So Abraham didn't just have what we would call natural seed. This is what I want you to see at this moment. You might not be part of Abraham's natural lineage, meaning uh, physically. But Abraham didn't just have natural seed. He had spiritual seed. Yes. Yes. And those who are of faith, in other words, you know how to conduct spiritual transactions. You know how to conduct spiritual business. That connects you. That faith connects you to the line of Abraham. And you're now, you're now, a, you're now, a son, not just a son of, of God. No. You know you're a son of God. Yeah. Jesus was the only begotten son, but he's no longer the only, only begotten son. Only. He was the firstborn. Yeah. Yeah. But you and I are also sons, of God. Uh, not male and female, you know what I mean? Just we, You're the children of God. Yeah. A lot of people will say, well, we're, everybody in the world is the children of God. No, honey. Yeah. You got to be born... You, I can't say that I'm the child of my mom if I wasn't born into my, if I wasn't born by my, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to, you can't join in as, as old song goes. You can't just join in. You got to be born in, born in. Right? Right. Right. right? right. Amen. And yeah, 
So, uh, but you're a son, you're not just a son of God, you're also a son of Abraham if you are of faith. And then the ninth verse says, so then, those who are of faith, what, what do we mean of faith? You know how to engage in spiritual business, you know how to respond and work with God. Yeah, yeah. Those who are of faith, I didn't, I'm not saying this, the Bible says it, right. argue with God, but it says, we are blessed. Does it say that? Yes. Yes. Are blessed, blessed along with Abraham, the man, the man of faith. I'll tell you what, you talk about Reverend Joel someday. Uh, I, when I'm gone, if you're still here, I want you to talk about Reverend Joel, the man of faith. Amen. I'd be happy to be known as a man of faith. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Praise the Lord. But are you seeing what this is saying? We're blessed. We're blessed along with Abraham, meaning what Abraham had and what Abraham experienced and the blessing that was on him. Yeah. Come on now. It's supposed to be on us. Yeah. 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 Now this is too, I'm, again, I told you you could pick one verse or one part of the Bible out, make it say anything you want. But I've just given you two in one chapter. And then let's get, let's get a couple more. Uh, the 13th and 14th verses where it says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. Well, what's this show? This shows that through Christ, we've been delivered or redeemed out, uh, redeemed from the curse, mean, yeah. meaning we've been brought out of a bad situation. Right, yeah. right. But we said this before, and we'll say it again if we didn't, that it's, God didn't just bring us out right. so that we could be earthlings, Come on. having everything yeah. just according to the natural realm. No, he brought us out so he could bring us in, into something that we never had before. And that's the next verse. Yeah. He, he uh, curses everyone that hangs on a tree so that in Christ, in Christ. how many here are you're in Christ? in Christ? How do you get in Christ? You, get, you don't just join in. You got to be born in. Je Jesus said you must be born again. Uh, we, we sometimes say you have to receive Christ. So that in Christ, if you're in Christ, the blessing, you see it? The blessing of Abraham. Meaning this, the blessing, the way Abraham had it, the, the blessing like Abraham experienced it, or the blessing that God promised to Abraham that might come not just to his natural seed, not to the Jews, but to who? You looking at it? That the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, those who aren't in Abraham's natural lineage. You get the same thing. So that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. That's three, that's three verses in the New Testament. Right. Just yeah. And then, I mean, we could just look at the last verse. Verse 29, Galatians 3, 29 says, And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, or we could say Abraham's seed, heirs according to promise. What was promised to Abraham belongs to you. Remember the Lord your God is he who gives you ability to get or power to get wealth that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your father, starting with Abraham, as it is this day. And we find, you can't argue this, we find that just as it was that day, it still is this day. This day. Amen. Yes. Amen. When you said yes to Jesus, you were connected to the blessing of Abraham. Doesn't mean you'll experience it. If you're of faith, if you're of faith. then you are blessed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If you're of faith, yeah. then you're, that, because that's how Abraham experienced yes. the blessing that God promised. You understand that God promising something does not make it a reality in your life. <laughs> Our cooperation, receiving it by faith, amen, yep. and, and doing all that faith does, we've been teaching on that, uh, that causes it to become a reality in you. Right. Yeah. So the question we, I think, started last time to answer, and the question you have to ask 
okay, if we're blessed with Abraham, how was he blessed? What does it look like? And then, of course, not just Abraham, but Isaac, Jacob, and so forth. What did the blessing of the Lord that's on him look like? What is this, what is this power to get wealth supposed to be like? And that's where things get really kind of outrageous. Because what God did for Abraham was something. And we won't turn the first one. Uh, well, the first thing that God told Abraham to do was told him to leave his Leave what he, where he was comfortable. And I'm going to know we all have to walk with God for ourselves. God will not relocate everybody geographically, but he'll put you, uh, he'll get you to where you have to get out of your comfort spot in order to start following him. And God took Abraham on a journey and he said, okay, Abraham, here's step one. Can you do this? And Abraham, by faith, he didn't know all the answers. He had no, God, God said, leave your country and go to a place, go to a country, I'll show you. Right. Didn't even tell him where he was going to end up. Did, right. didn't, didn't know if he had enough gas in his car to get there. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, just tank up and start driving the direction that God tells you to drive, and I'll let you know what exit. <laughs> but how many know, aren't you glad that, you know, when you use the GPS in your vehicle, aren't you glad it doesn't say, uh, okay, turn right here, and then in five miles do this, and then in ten miles turn left here, and then you're gonna then you're gonna follow this road around, and they just she just tells it to you all at once, and then you then you're on your own. No, no, no. no she gives it to you. We call it turn by turn, turn yeah. by turn. Right, right. And really, that's the GPS. That's they got that from they got that from God. Brother Kenneth Copeland says GPS stands for go preach somewhere. <laughs> God's, God's positioning system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Turn, God's a turn-by-turn turn God. Turn by turn. He's not going to tell you every step all laid out at once. In most cases, it's going to be, do this. Yeah. Do this. And so he told Abraham, leave. That was step one. Yeah. And I mean, 75 years old, come on, yeah. never, had, never had left and took everything he had, all the people that he was responsible for, and there they go. Yeah. There he goes. And I mean, not a couple verses later. He gets to the spot and God says, this is good for now. Stay here. Right. And he gets there and there's a severe famine that comes almost immediately. Come on. You ever follow God and it looks like, I'm not going to say it. We have the idea that if we follow God, everything's going to always look like increase. Come on. It's going to look like per, like immediately. Yeah, come on. Come on. If you follow God, I can promise you this, everything's going to work out good. Yes. 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 But it's not true that it cuz people think okay, I am obeying this, now let me walk by sight the whole rest of the time. No, you don't get to do that. You don't get to just walk by sight and everything look good. Right. You know? We've had God tell us, go, move to this place, start a church. Uh -huh. Well, the first time he did that, he, you know, first time he did that, I wasn't wise yet. <laughs> first time he said, go start a church, I had been, I had been on stage in front of thousands of people. It would have been really unusual for me to be on stage with a crowd less than a thousand people. You just have to understand those days. Those were, I mean, and of course, it wasn't my meetings. I was in yeah. Kenneth Hagin's meetings, right. and uh, he would have thousands of people, whether it's on a church or convention centers or whatever, thousands or, or many thousands of people. Sometimes I was used to that. Yeah. God said, "Go start a church in, in New York," and I mean, I'm man's God of faith and power. Now you understand, and I'm thinking that at least hundreds will show up. I mean, I thought, okay, it's, it's, we're going to move there in the summer, and at least by the end of the year, we'll have maybe 250. Yeah. Yeah. No, I honestly, that's honestly, I believe that because uh, we were kind of, we had been in a long season, a couple decades, where you go preaching this stuff, it's like just add water. You go, you'll have a crowd immediately. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I went, man, and I'm waiting, for the, I'm waiting for everybody to roll out the red carpet. And a lot of God things did happen. Sure. I mean, some amazing things yeah. did happen. Yeah. 
But uh, I, I, I was not greeted as God's man of faith <laughs> and power. I was not. And uh, praise the Lord, we had a good group. We, we ended up, but it took years. It took years to get a, a good group, and, and it was a wonderful place, you know. <laughs> a lot of lives were helped and rescued and all that, but, but still, you know. And so the next time God says do it, we're like, oh, you ain't doing that to me again. But still, how many know that he's not sending you anywhere to not succeed? Yeah. You must say, so what's happened here? Uh, success means you obeyed God. We ain't going to go there, but I mean, no, come on, because if you tie in success to the faithfulness of people, other people, then no, we're failures. But if our success, if God, uh, if, if our success is, did we obey God, do what he told us to do and do it faithfully? then that's our success. And if God tells you to do something, that's your success. Yes. And God will prosper you based on your obedience yes. and your faithfulness. Yes. Not on perceived results. Come on. God, if you, if you had seen what... Because when we moved to New York from Tulsa to start a church, we ended up taking all of the money from our house and we sowed it into the church. And if you, had, if you could have seen where we were, like, just financially during that time, we were blessed in that we, didn't, we were living with my wife's dad. Right. We, had, we shared a small bedroom. Yeah. That was our space. That was, it. Yeah. That was what we had. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And we thought we'd be there for a couple months. We took all our money, like I said, that we had sold our house in Tulsa. We took all that money, tens of thousands of dollars, sowed it into the, getting the church established. Right. And still living with her dad yeah. for a year, for two years, Come on. for three years, three, years. three and a half years. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but from that first time, that first day that we moved in, you, t you go 10 years. And by the time we left, which was actually 11 years, when we left Buffalo, yeah. mm -hmm. to see how blessed we were we over that period of time, right. Yeah. Right. You, would, you would say, that can't be right. Come on. Come on. Yeah. That's right. And of course, the church grew, but it didn't grow to hundreds of people. No. no. Never was that. No. And God still, I hope you're listening to me, God still blessed us. And we're not even sure how it all happened. No, I mean, and then God tells us to leave and we realize we're too blessed to just do this quickly and easily. Uh, we, we, had, we had two, we, we had a gorgeous home, like a dream home for my wife, gorgeous home and a lake home and a marina and businesses and, and all kinds of stuff, not, not even to mention the church. And that was just... How did that happen? The way I'm teaching you. Right, right, right. Cooperating with God by faith. He says, go here, we go here. Yeah. He says, do this, we do that. And the blessing of the Lord comes up and we increased mightily. mightily. And then he said, come here. So what did we do? We left it all. Yeah. We left it all. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Just left it, left it and did what he said do. Yeah. And man, it looked like, boy, you're taking a step back. What if you had just stayed where you were and continued multiplying and continued to increase? You, you could have been in a good spot. And instead, you left it on. You, huh? Come on. Beware. Be careful. And nothing had sold. So we had, still had all these bills piling up. And, but you know, we, we came here and we started obeying God. And you know, God has increased us here. And I mean, I'm, I mean, what we, what we have now, what we live in now, what we drive now, what we, what we do now, I mean, it's a, it, it makes what we had before look like a drop in the bucket. It does. Yeah. But at that time, it looked like, man. So much. But God has continued to bless us. Yep. And how many people are sitting here today? It's not, just so you know, the blessing on our life and the blessing on your life does not, uh, is not determined by who decides to show up and who decides not to show up. The blessing on their life yes. is affected yes. by whether they show up right. or whether you right. show up or not. Right. Right. That affects your life. Yeah. 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 
Amen. We've been, regardless of who shows up, who doesn't show up, we have been able to sustain this church for all these years here. Amen. Never missed a payment. Never had them to come say, listen, we're going to have to ask you guys to leave if you don't pay up. It, it's always been there. It's yes. always come. Yes. Yes. Amen. So anyhow, Abraham, during a time of famine, because things didn't look good, right. he obeys God, and here, he, what's he come up to? He thought he was going to, he was, uh, you ever seen when in the movie, somebody walking in the desert, and they have a mirage? Yeah. You ever seen the mirage, in the, like in the cartoons? Right, right. What is it? They're seeing this big oasis. They're seeing palm trees. <laughs> And, and a big pond of water in the desert. What do they do? They run for it and they jump in to drink that water, but instead they get a mouthful of sand. It was just a mirage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Abraham obeys God, goes out, and he thinks he's, he thinks he's, he's coming to an oasis. Yeah. And he comes up to a severe famine. Come on. Yeah. Severe famine. Right. What's that mean? Ain't nobody eating. Yeah. Ain't nobody got food. Right. And he's got a crew to feed. And so he goes down to Egypt. <laughs> goes down to Egypt. And the king takes, or the pharaoh, takes Abraham's wife into his house and has her on deck yeah. to be his pleasure. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and what would you say if you were Abraham? I mean, thank you, Father, for, you know, back, when, back in Haran... Well, you told us to leave right. back in my father's house? Right. Ain't, was, ain't nobody was taking my pretty wife. Come on. Huh? Right. Back there, yeah. we all had food. Just want to let you know. Just yeah. want to remind you. Yeah. Yeah. But, he, but he was where he was supposed to be. Right. Yes. And God visited that king, yeah. that pharaoh, yeah. and say, well, said this another time, but to, to another, this happened twice yeah. in, with Abraham and Sarah. She was that pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Happened twice. And the, the, the one time, the Lord visited this king and said, you are a dead man because you got that, because you have this man's wife. And so something similar happened to this king and he gives, he gives Sarah back ultimately. But, but in the meantime, he gave Abraham donkeys, camels, yeah. flocks, yeah. servants, yeah. employees. And during a time of severe famine, this is what I want you to see. Abraham increased so mightily so that a couple verses later it said Abraham was very rich yes. in cattle, yeah. silver, yeah. and gold. Yeah. And it didn't happen just because Abraham was so smart. It didn't happen because he invested correctly. It happened because he obeyed God. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And in the time of economic downturn, the recession, the depression, Come Abraham on. comes out stronger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Multiplied. Yeah. Multiply. I hope we're not boring you, but I'm telling you, this doesn't bore me. This thrills me. Yeah. This is the blessing to which you and I have been connected. Right. You know, when that nobody likes to see uh, economic downturn. You know, we like it when things are doing good. But if they do say, and they do say it, yeah. there's always people because listen, our the economy of our world is is motivated by one factor more than anything else: fear. Fear is the primary motivator. It's, it's, what, it's what affects what they call consumer confidence. Yeah. It's what affects spending. Yeah. It's what affects interest rates. Yeah. So much of it is fear. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just study it if you don't believe me. Yeah. So you'll have people say, a recession is coming. A recession is coming. Yeah. For the Christian, bring it on. you ought to say, bring it on. Come because on. if the blessing of Abraham yeah. did that, yeah. To him, yeah. and I'm connected. Yeah. Like I say, you don't want. We don't want that. No. And most of the time, when they say it's going to happen, it doesn't happen. That's right. Right. But there's still those voices out there. Yeah. You understand. Yeah. So Abraham's very rich. But now the next thing that happens, the next big thing that happens, is Abraham's nephew Lot. You know, they got so blessed that they had to split off, right. split apart. Right. And and really, Abraham kind of got a raw deal there too. Meaning, uh, Lot, Abraham's nephew, was so blessed because he was connected to Abraham. And the reason they had to split apart was because their cattle multiplied too well. They were both cattle. And the place they were living, there was not enough land to support all that cattle. And so they started having uh, the herdsmen, the, the, they started fighting, yeah. fussing. Yeah. 
this is my spot. Yeah. No, this is my spot. Go over there. And the Bible says they, they couldn't support, the land couldn't support all those cattle. So Abraham goes, I'm just, instead of turning to all these, I'm just telling you some of these stories. So Abraham goes to Lot, and he said, he said let me tell you one thing we're not going to have, boy. We're not going to have this strife. We're not going to have fussing and fighting. Because God's multiplying. Strife is not from God. Strife will cause division. And strife will undo. There's a verse in Proverbs that says, the beginning of strife is as one lets out water. And if you imagine a bathtub full of water, and if you ever seen those old-fashioned plugs, see, now, now you just turn the switch on it. But how many remember, come on, we have anybody that remembers the old rubber plugs you put in there, the stoppers? Huh? And you pull that stopper, and what happens? A little whirlpool starts, starts draining out. You get in strife, your blessing tub, it pulls the stopper right out of your, your tub. Pastor Nancy Dufresne used to make this statement. I, I think it's a great statement. She said, uh, she said, you know, married couples, before you get in strife, uh, look in your checkbook, make sure you can fund it. Make sure you can afford it. Yeah, right. look in your, we don't use checkbooks as much anymore. <laughs> yeah. look, on, look in your banking app. Make sure, make sure you have enough in there, in there. to take care of that strife because you, you're pulling the plug on some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's, what, that's why we, we follow Abraham's example. Yeah. We're blessed with Abraham. Right. That means what Abraham couldn't have in his life, we can't have, we can't have it either if we want what he had. Right. He right. said, no strife. No strife. And he, what he told Lot, he said, listen, all this land that I have, you go, you take whichever part you want and tell me where you're going and I'll take my stuff and we'll, we'll, we'll just get on opposite ends. Right. So you know what Lot does? He gets the waterfront property with mountain views. He finds the best parts of the land, takes it, and gives Abraham the leftovers. Abraham gets a raw deal. But God said, after Abraham and Lot separate, God speaks to me. He said, listen, look, look, lift up your eyes and look around. If your eyes can see it, I'm giving it all to you. I'm giving it all to you. Yes. What's this? Multiplication and increase. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Amen. And we're connected to this. Yes. 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 Amen. Now, how do, how do we say, how do we experience Abraham's blessing? Those who are of? Faith. It's the F word. Come on, say the F word for me. Those who are of? Faith. How does faith come? By hearing. By hearing. Yeah. How does faith for salvation come? You have to hear about salvation. How does faith for healing come? You have to hear about healing. How does faith for blessing and prosperity come? If you don't hear this, you're not going to have this. And the body of Christ decided we don't like this page because it makes people mad. It does. I told you this subject is so... It, it, for some reason, it just, it'll make people get up and walk out of the church. Yeah. 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 We've seen it happen. Yeah. yeah. But if you don't hear it, you won't have it. You won't yeah. have it. Yeah. But if you do hear it, come on. faith can come. Faith can come. Yes. That's why we have to preach this from time to time. Not every Sunday, you know, but from time to time. Right. Right. Yes. So Abraham and Lot separate. Well, now Lot Lot ends up, the Bible says he pitched his tent towards Sodom. Sodom had the big mall. Come on. You know what I mean? Sodom was, there was just a lot of stuff. They had the nightclubs. Yeah. They had, the, all the action was happening. Yeah. The social life was happening yeah. in Sodom. Yeah. And uh, so Lot, you know, Lot's got it going on. He's got all these herds. Mm -hmm. And he, his wife says, come on, I want you to take me to this, all these restaurants in Sodom. And they said, well, why don't we just, why don't we just get us a place here? And they got them a place in Sodom. Mm -hmm. Well, Sodom, they get raided by a group of, a coalition of kings. Yeah. And they, uh, they captured Lot. They captured Lot's wife. And, all the, and everybody was held captive. And they raided the city. They took all the, all the, all the goods and all the money. Yeah. And can I show you what happened? Yes. I got to show you. Go to uh, Genesis 14. I'm getting warmed up. That means we're about to kick it into a gear and start <laughs> preaching, okay? 
Do you love the Word of God? You might say, this sounds like fantasy. I told you, Christians are given to fantasy. <laughs> but I'm giving you the Bible. Right, right. I'm yes, it sounds outrageous. It sounds like how? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? How could, how could, how could me, me born where I was born, born to the family I was born in, raised in what I was raised in, I don't got no rich relatives, I don't got this, I don't got... How, how, how? It's just people. <laughs> you know how. I've already told you how. How's this all, how's all this happen? Oh, Jesus. We've got to preach it again next week. No, I'm just playing. Genesis 14, are you there? Oh, my goodness. Verse 14, Genesis 14, 14. Are you ready to see this? If, when we see stuff about Abraham, what do you know? It's, it's talking about me too. Th this is for me that I'm connected to this. Yes. Yes. I'm connected to this. So verse 14, when Abraham heard that his kinsmen, that's talking about Lot, had been taken captive. You ready for this? He led forth his trained men, born in his house. Come on. These are his workers. These are his employees yeah. that live and, and work for him. Right. 318 of them. Yeah. And went in pursuit as far as Dan. Dan was not just a person. It was an area. And he divided his forces against them by night. So he divides these 318. Mm -hmm. So how many, how many uh, if he divided them, then that's 100 and... 60, uh, so what's half of 318? Somewhere real quick. 169, something like that. 159, so 69, somewhere in there. He sent half of them one place, half of them another place. And he and his servants, and he defeated them. And pursued them to Hobah, north of Damascus. Then he brought back all the possessions... And he also brought back his kinsman Lot with his possessions and the women and the people. Right. Now, how many of you, if Castle Rock got raided and captured by a, a group of kings? Come on. How many could say, I got this? <laughs> Come on. Come on. No, I'm not saying that you're supposed to have uh, that many people in your house. Right, right. You know what I'm saying. Uh, this, was, this was agricultural. These people were, they, you know, they were working for Abraham. Right. But he raised him up and he had, uh, the, the point I'm trying to make and what I would apply to us is that he was so self-sufficient right. Right. that Abraham was untouchable yeah. by the enemy. Don't you think they, the enemy should have tried to take out Abraham instead of taking out a whole city? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Abraham, one guy, yeah. whips a group of armies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. And you have to look at this. This is part of the blessing on Abraham's life. Right. He was so self-sufficient. He was so protected. That's what the, the blessing will, 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 will make you hard to hurt. Yes. yes. Don't know, have I told this story here? Uh, I told about Brother Copeland here when, when, the, uh, when Congress came after him because he got too blessed. And he said they wanted to get me to where I couldn't make my airplane payments. But he said, problem is I don't have any airplane payments. I, I made my payment once when I bought it. And he said, and they wanted to get me to where I couldn't. Uh, uh, to where I couldn't make on, uh, the payments on any of the buildings on my campus. Said, problem is, we don't have any payments on the buildings right. on my campus. And he said, they wanted to get me where I couldn't pay my utilities. Pro said, problem is, we export oil and gas from our campus uh, and, and sell it, and we generate our own electricity. And he said, I realized when this happened, he said, I realized I'm pretty hard to hurt. Well, that's an, that's an example. That's, that to me, that, that was an impact, it impacted me. It's an example that reminded me of this. Right, right, right. The blessing of the Lord will make you untouchable to the enemy. Right, right, right. 
How many know as long as you don't own stuff, you could get removed from stuff? Right? As long as you owe the bank, they could come get your stuff. Huh? And I tell you what, the blessing of the Lord will just close doors to the enemy. Well, we, we could go on about Abraham, but, but uh, you know what happened? Uh, Abraham became a tither after this. Started honoring God. We don't have time to preach on that. On that. We, we'd like to, but go with me to the, to the uh, 26th chapter of Genesis because things kept going with Abraham. He kept increasing and increasing. My goodness, uh, over in Genesis 22, he offers up Isaac. And then you think, okay, Abraham's about to lose everything again. Because how many know if you lost your son, you lost, may as well, you lost everything. And, he, and uh, he ends up coming out of that more blessed than before. Yes. Everything, every challenging situation he comes in, everything that the enemy would have meant for his harm, right. he comes out on top stronger than before, yes. better than before. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. That belongs to us. Yes. That belongs to us. Right. If you live long enough, you're going to have times where it looks like this is going to take me down. This is going to take me out. I'm going to, I'm going to be losing. I'm going to be subtracting. And I'm telling you, if you stay in faith, you yes. can come out better than before. Yes. Thanks for your help today preaching. It's just true. So now, uh, Abraham has a son. What was his name? Isaac. Isaac was Abraham's son. We already told you he, Isaac got offered up. <laughs> But fortunately, uh, the knife didn't have to go through yeah. Yeah. Amen. with it. Yeah. And there was a substitute that came in. And that's just a, a picture of, of what Jesus did for us, you Amen. know. And, uh, but Isaac, you know, he inherited a lot of Abraham's wealth. But, but he, still he still went through some things. And in the 26th chapter of Genesis, now Isaac's on his own. And he's married. Sorry, I didn't turn there. Give me one moment. And here they are, and there's a famine. Now, verse 1 says, Now there was a famine in the land besides the former famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Gerar, to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, and the Lord appeared to him, appeared to Isaac, and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Well, why would he do that? Egypt was the commerce center. And then Isaac knew that's what his dad did. Right. Yeah. And, and came out really good. Yeah. Yeah. And he's probably thinking, I'm just going to go down to Egypt like daddy did. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll just get blessed like daddy did. Yeah. But God said, what did God say? Don't, Don't do that. Don't. Don't do that. Dwell in the land of which I shall tell you. Stay in this land, verse 3. Sojourn in this land and I'll be with you and I will bless you. For to you and your offspring. Your what? Oh, that's me. Offspring. Offspring. Wait a second. That's me. Isaac is the son of who? Abraham. Abraham. And Isaac's offspring would also be Abraham's offspring. Right? And and who else is Abraham's offspring? This is us. This is us. People, if you're of faith, you're connected. To you and your offspring, I will give all these lands and I will establish the oath or that we could say the covenant that I swore to Abraham, your father. Yeah. God's still, God's serious about this. Yes. He's not forgetting this. So anyhow, Isaac obeyed in verse 12 says, look at this. We're in famine. This is a, this is a big famine. And verse 12 says, And Isaac sowed in that land. Right. If you sow, what's it mean to sow? Plant. You're planting seed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to know if it's famine. And that seed may not grow. Right. If you didn't sow it, what, you could, what could you at least do with it? You could eat it. Yeah. But now once you sow it, what can't you do? Now you can't eat it. Right. And so it looks like, well, we're taking, oh no. my God. It looks like we're taking all that we have left and, and, and we're throwing it away because ain't nobody's getting no harvest. Come on. Right. Come on. Yeah. But if God said, sow it. Sow it. Yes. Come on. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, man, I wish I had to. Uh, if God said sow it, then you want to sow it. You want to sow it. Because Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year, the year of famine. In that same year, Isaac reaped a hundredfold. What's that mean? Hundredfold is, you could say, it is the maximum attainable harvest. Yes. Yeah. means you couldn't get any better yeah. Yeah. than that. Yeah. <laughs> anybody, ever, uh, anybody ever got corn on the cob and you, and you opened the ear and it was a hypocrite ear? You know what I mean by a hypocrite ear? Yeah. It only had the two little teeth of corn in there. And then it wasn't... It, yeah, it was you, you, that's, yeah. why, that's why, what do people do in the grocery store? They open They'll open them right there and they'll make sure, okay, if I'm paying for this, yeah. I'm getting me some real corn. Yeah. But anybody, how many have seen a corner ear and you open it and there ain't nothing to eat in it? Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yes. Every ear. Every ear was mm, Max. yeah. maxed out. The sweet stuff. Yes. He had a harvest. He had a harvest by sowing where God... This is the blessing of the Lord. Yeah. The Lord blessed him. Are you looking at this? Mm -hmm. The Lord blessed him. Now who are you seeing here? You're not just seeing Isaac. No. You're seeing you. The Lord blessed him and the man became rich and gained more and more until he became what? Very. Very wealthy. You know, when your friends talk about you. Come on. <laughs> you know, brother, you know, brother Jesse? He's very wealthy. You know, brother, you know, uh, sister Donna? She's, she's very wealthy. You might say this is just fantasy. It is for people who don't believe it. It's just fantasy. But if you're a person of faith, you're actually connected to this. This belongs to you. Come on, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take us to 11.30, then I'm going to stop. Don't you worry, I will stop. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then, I, then I'll give it back to the greater one. And, 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 and y'all can just have your church. He had possessions. Now, verse 14. He had possessions of flocks. Not flock. No. Flocks. 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 And not just a herd. Herds. And many servants... So that the Philistines envied him. Yeah. Now the Philistines had stopped and filled the earth, filled with earth all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. So they're trying to plug up yeah. his prosperity. And Abimelech, he was, he was the king in, of the Philistines. Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us. For you, Abraham's seed, you, heir according to the promise, you are much mightier. You are mightier than we. Not you are mightier than me. Come on, everybody. Focus on this now. You are mightier than all of us. You are mightier than, than we. We can't take it. Please leave. You're the, you had a harvest and none of us had a harvest. Please go. Please just leave. Please just get away from us. We can't take seeing you anymore. It's reminding us that you're blessed and we're not. And we can't handle it. Amen. Well, listen, this is Isaac. Isaac was not uh, as spiritual as his daddy, Abraham. Right. right. And obviously, he lost, Abraham left him everything. Yeah. But in that famine, a lot of it must have disappeared because now here he is saying, I got to go to the bank. I got to go to Egypt. Yeah. I got to go get some help. Yeah. And, and God said, y if you start listening to me. Right. Yeah. You know, it's dangerous when you're living off of somebody else's stuff. Yeah. You stop looking to God like yeah. you need to. Yeah. Then you get hurting bad enough. Yeah. God said, look to me. Yeah. So where I tell you, yeah. do what I want. Yeah. And this is what will happen. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but he gets kicked out of the land. He got too blessed. Yeah. 
And how many know Isaac had a couple sons, Jacob and Esau, and that was a mess. Yeah. But Jacob ended up being the heir. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just tell you, this thing didn't stop here. No, 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 no. It didn't stop here. Uh, Isaac told Jacob, he said, Jacob, you're going to have to leave because yeah. uh, Esau wanted to kill him. And he said, listen, the blessing that God swore to my father, Abraham, that'll be on you. Yeah, yeah. Jacob goes out, he leaves, he has an experience with God. I mean a visitation. Yeah. And Jacob said, I will serve God all the days of my life. And of everything he gives me, I'm taking a tenth of it. And I'm going to give it back to him as a, as a token of honor. Yes. Became a tither, yeah. just like his granddad. And he goes and gets connected to his uncle Laban. Yeah. I don't have time to turn there. We're finishing up. Yeah. But I mean, Laban was, uh, uh, it was, he was his uncle. And, he's, and he fell in love. Jacob falls in love with Laban's younger daughter, Rachel. Mm -hmm. And he said, what do I have to do to marry this one? Yeah. She's fine looking. <laughs> and he said, work for me for seven years. And you can have Rachel. And so he said, that's a bargain. And it said those seven years were like a day. Yeah, seven years. Yeah, <laughs> He's working for him. And Laban gets so blessed because Jacob's working for him. Right, right, right. But on the wedding night... A bad thing happens. They didn't have good lighting. They didn't have electricity. And so into Jacob's tent on the wedding night, Laban does a switch. And he puts the older sister, Leah. Leah was a blue-eyed girl. You know what a, a blue-eyed girl is? One eye blue this way, one eye blue that way. Leah was the one-tooth wonder. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> she was the older sister. <laughs> and she gets brought in there on the wedding night. And the next morning, Jacob looks over and goes, Oh, my God. <laughs> what happened? And you think that he lost. But Laban says, Listen, work for me for another seven years. I'll give you Rachel. And he did. But listen... I'm, I'm finishing up here. The blessing on Jacob was so strong yeah. that Laban ends up getting blessed. But, but when, when Jacob wants to leave, the blessing follows Jacob. Yeah. And every, they, so they agreed, listen, every, uh, every one of the cattle that's this color, yeah. you can have. Right. And then everyone that's born another color, that'll be mine. Yeah. Aren't you glad they don't do things that way this day, today? Yeah. And every cattle that was born yeah. was Jacob's color. Yeah. Yeah. He ends up leaving so powerfully. Yes. Has the 12 sons of Israel. Remember Joseph? Yeah. Yeah. Another famine comes along. Yeah. What happens? Joseph ends up being the emperor of Egypt and in charge of provision for the entire nation. Yeah. Yeah. And on and on and on. Yeah. This is all the blessing of Abraham. Yeah. And it belongs to Abraham and his seed. And we're heirs. If you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed heirs according to the promise. Friends, this isn't some optional side little issue that we should be embarrassed of. No, no. This is part of what of redemption. Yes. Christ redeemed us yes. to this. Yes. This isn't optional. This is mandatory. This is mandatory prosperity. What are you going to do with it? Let's walk in the light of it and let's let God do what God would do yes. through us. Yes. That might mean you got to follow him some places yeah. that looks like uncomfortable to yeah. you. Come on. Yeah. means like you're going to have to maybe sow in the land when it looks like if I could keep this and eat it, yeah. we'd be better off. Come on. Come but we, I tell you, as for me and mine, yeah. we're going to keep following. Yes. Yes. We've tasted of this yeah. already. Yeah.
Amen. Amen. And we're going we're gonna to let him increase us more and more to get great fruit for his glory. Pray with me. Father, thank you for the word that enlightens us, that sets us free. Thank you for the blessing of Abraham that's on us. We say we'll walk in this. Lead us and show us how. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.